It's the Geekiest Show Ever, number 33. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Perry. I'm the other, Tim Robertson. And we're going to be talking about life on other planets. Woohoo! Let's get it done. Yeehaw! Hey, I'm Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry. And uh, that was a fun opening. Oh, yeah. We used to do goofy stuff like that way back in the day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You, you had the uh, Sergeant Perry. Oh, right? geez, that's been a long time. That was yeah. a long time ago. That was fun, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that was with the MyMac Podcast. They're coming up on number 300 next. No, not next week, the week after next. Yep. They just released uh, 298. They're having a big contest, so if you guys want to enter that, make sure you go check out the MyMac.com podcast in iTunes. A lot of great giveaways. Take advantage of them. It's free. Uh, If you want to hear more from me, I'm doing the OWC Radio podcast. You could find that in iTunes as well, or simply go to OWCRadio.com. But this is the geekiest show ever. Yes. And that's really true for this episode, Chad. We're going to talk about something extremely geeky. Yep. What's what about life on other planets and its implications to us? That's I think the idea of life on other planets is nothing new. I right. mean, half the movies we love so much is that's the premise. Yep. Even look at it, Star Wars. That's about life about on other. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek. Life on mm, other. Yep. Pla- I mean everything. So I, I like the science fiction aspects of that question, but. I also like the the moral implications, the religious, the political. Mm. There's a lot of things. How would it affect people here on Earth to find out there is life on other planets? Now, the first question is, what kind of life do you think that if we mm-hmm. find? I, I'll get this out of the way. I do believe that there's life on other planets. Absolutely. Okay. But my question is, what kind of life do you think we're going to eventually discover if we do? Is it going to be intelligent life? Is it going to be bacteria? Is it going to be plant life? What kind of a life do you think that we'll eventually discover on another planet? Well, to me, it seems like, you know, the law of averages states that we should find intelligent life somewhere out there. But I don't, you know, I think we will find life. I think it'll be fairly basic. I mean, and maybe we can get something fairly advanced like vertebrates, you know, like most life on our planet. But, um I don't know how common intelligent life is really going to be. Now, when we say intelligent, do you mean somebody or some creature that could do quantum mechanics? Or are you talking about simple survival skills? I'm going to eat this thing over here to continue my life, and I'm going to breed and, and have offspring and eventually evolve. Is that the kind of life that you're talking about? Or I was thinking more like something that could actually attempt to communicate with us, recognize that we are also intelligent, or at least as we reckon ourselves, we're intelligent, and would try to communicate with us on some level. So what do you think that we'd be most likely to find first, then? The intelligence or just simply life? I think simply life. That's what I think, too. I think that we're going to... I think it's an easy first step because once you establish that, yes, life can live in other places, then you can make that next leap to say, okay, life can be more complicated. It can be intelligent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so let's assume that in five years' time we find intelligence in the universe. Mm. We have some kind of proof positive that there's an intelligent species out there, just one to begin with. 
one intelligent species out there and we are somehow able to at a very core level communicate with it not mm-hmm. not necessarily talk about philosophy or mm-hmm. something basic something like in contact where we it's a mathematical equation that only in another intelligent species would be able to comprehend right something along those something that takes the doubt away that mm-hmm. there is definitely intelligence out there what does that do to our planet and i think that right there <clears throat> and contact somewhat went for this, but mm-hmm. they didn't really go as far as I would have liked. No, because the way they finished up the the story is essentially she goes through that funky wormhole thing and drops through the bottom, and nobody else sees what happens, and everything yep. that happens to her is kind of a spiritual, mental connection with the other species that basically said, we're so far apart, we're never actually going to meet each other. This is how we're going to communicate. Yeah, and you're not ready quite yet. This is just the very first step. This is just to let you guys know, we heard you. Yeah. We're listening. We know you hear us too. Mm-hmm. More will come eventually. Right. Not a bad concept, but mm-hmm. after the big build up of that movie, it was just a little really. Yeah. It's her dad and she's walking on a beach in a snow globe type of thing, you know. And you know, and then she gets through it and tries to explain it and everybody else thinks she's crazy. So Well, not everybody because the the True. government knows what mm-hmm. something happened, they just can't explain it yet. Mm-hmm. So what do you think let's start politically. What do you think happens to the political landscape all over the world when it's known that there's intelligent life out there? Now, <clears throat> Being Americans, we're kind of arrogant to assume that that intelligent life would contact us first. Right. But let's be honest, it probably wouldn't be the United States. Mm -hmm. They'd probably go for the biggest landmass, which would be Asia, Europe. Yeah. And because of how big China is, it probably would be China. Or more than likely, it'll be the first person who figures out how they're actually trying to talk to us, and that could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It could be Chile. It could be Norway. It could be who knows. Yeah. But the chances of it being the United States is sure not that good. No. But it's not that bad either. I think it's probably right. average. But let's assume it's the United States or an English-speaking country mm-hmm. that has basically the same um, background as we do, say mm-hmm. England or Canada or wherever. Right. What do you think happens? What? How does that shake up the political process on this planet? Do you think the people start to realize since, you know, there's other species that maybe we shouldn't live under dictatorships or communism or capitalism and there's so much more to this universe than we never really mm-hmm. truly imagined. Yeah. What do you think happens? Do you think you see more leaders like George Bush or more leaders like Barack Obama? Do you see more uh, Hitlers or Stalins or do you see more um, Churchills? And, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think happens? Well, I think part of it depends on who gets the message and what do they choose to do with it. You know, I guess my issue right now is, is this something that, given our current political structure and the current way that we relate to each other on a global level, does the, does the, does the winner, the first person to figure this out, sit on it? Do they sit on it and say, okay, this could be an advantage to us. Let's not tell anybody that we've already t- that we're talking to somebody on another planet. Let's just try to convince these aliens that we're the ones that they need to talk to. I think if it's a smaller country, 
uh, a Norway or mm-hmm. something like that, some uh, Chile, like mm-hmm. I was saying, I think they immediately go to a larger power mm-hmm. that has more, let's be honest, resources. M- yeah. resources. Although I think if it went to China or Russia or the United States, I think they would keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think that our government wouldn't, but I'm pretty convinced they would. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. But let's put that aside and say, however we're contacted, whatever that first contact is. It goes public? It goes public immediately. There's no way to hide it. Mm-hmm. So, thus, everybody knows at the same time that this is real. What does it do to the political landscape? What do you think the leaders, what do you think the reactions are from the leaders? Um, I think the reactions from the leaders is probably going to be a little standoffish until they figure out what these aliens are really all about, whether they're a threat, blah, 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 yakety, schmackety. But at the same time, I would hope there would be a response that says, gee, we really probably need to get our house in order if we're actually going to meet with these people. That, That was my question. Do you think that an event like that would do more to herald world peace than anything else? I personally do. I think that if we were contacted like that, I think that humanity as a species would realize that we really do need to come together. Right. Because we do have to have a unified front to communicate with an entire different species. Mm -hmm. I mean, if all of a sudden dolphins could contact us, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're not going to have a bunch of different clans of dolphins that we're going to have to deal with. We're just going to deal with the dolphins in general, right? Mm -hmm. Or monkeys or zebras or whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to deal with different factions any more than a, a, I'm going to assume a more intelligent species than us if they could contact us at this point. Right, we want to deal with different factions of us. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we'd probably have to, the different governments would have to figure out what the political landscape is as such in that species to know how to deal with it. Is it elected officials? Is it simply the most intelligent of their species? Or is it a collective? Yeah. Is it the strongest? I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of different ways, not just politically, but, you know, however they decide who the leader is, or even right. if there is a leader. Yeah. Uh, is it scientific? I would imagine that the more intelligence a species becomes, science plays a bigger role in that society. And thus, mm-hmm. they become more of a leader right. class than, you know. Right. Um, but I also think, though, that as a leader class scientist, they would become more public servants in the true sense of the word, mm-hmm. that their goals are always for the greater good, not right. just their own political capital. Um, so push that aside for a minute. What do you think it does to... The religious, because that's really, in some respects, scarier mm-hmm. than dealing with it from a political side. Right. How do the Muslims react? How do the Buddhists react? Mm-hmm. How do the Christians react? Mm-hmm. When it's proven that because there's an alien species, do you think some of the religions modify their religions? Do you think they think, oh, this is it's got to be the devil? It's got to be evil if it's contacting us from out there. Or do you think they modify their religion to say, okay, God, yes, created the earth in seven mm-hmm. days and blah, blah, blah. And, but he, he did the same thing over there, too. You know? Yeah, no, and that's a does good it, question. Does it invalidate all their holy books? No, I, I think it depends on whether you're dealing with something like Confucianism or Buddhism or Taoism that's really more of a philosophy. Right. 
and, rather than a written, hey, this is the way it was. Right, and, you know, a lot of those religions easily fold other religious beliefs into their own religion. Yeah. I, I think where you run into problems is where you get the more rigorous ones that are pretty much set on the fact that this is a special place, God made it, and we're the only ones that he's dealing with. Right. So, in other words, the Christians, Muslims. The, the Muslims, the yeah, there's a lot of them that yeah. are, it's... Do you believe in God? Yes. Okay, I won't kill you. Wait, do you believe in my God? Well, no. Well, then you're dead. Yeah. Those types of religions. I think they would have the hardest time. What do you think as a population, do you think it would drive more people to religion? Or do you think it would drive more people who are religious already out of religion? Well, I think uh, it depends. If it's if it's something that's, shock, that's huge and shocking and scary, then it probably drives more people to religion. But if it's not, then I think more people will probably be driven from religion unless those religions can figure out a way to fold the aliens into it. The other issue is, do you have people who start worshiping the aliens now? I think that kind of goes without saying. I mean, we have people who worship a a piece of toast because they say it's got, you know, the Virgin Mary's picture in it. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be nutcakes no matter what. Mm -hmm. Do you think, though, if we can have any kind of meaningful conversation with an alien species. Do you think that's probably one of the first questions we ask them? Is there religion? And how do we even explain religion to an alien species? Not one particular religion. Or just the concept that there is something outside of the actual physical known universe that that has, a, that, that has control over people's fates. And they may right. just turn around and say, uh, What? No, you're no, crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you know, you make decisions, they have consequences, and you deal with it. Yeah. Or... or <laughs> There is something else out there, but they don't know. They say, yes, we believe that there's something after the death of the physical mm-hmm. form, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. No one's ever, ever been able to come back to tell us. But we do believe that there's something. We don't believe mm-hmm. that there's one creation, one creator, one, there, there's no heaven, there's no yeah. hell, but there is something. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know I was going to go with the question. I guess, I think one of two things happen. I think after the initial contact... I think a lot more people start going to church hmm. or mosque or whatever mm-hmm. simply because of what you said, the fear of the unknown and people want answers. And mm-hmm. in times like that, people do tend to turn to those who claim to know what's right. going on, even though they don't. Right. But I think over time, a year after the first contact, even if there hasn't been any further meaningful contact, mm-hmm. I think the importance of religion starts to go down mm-hmm. as people start to accept and acclimate the fact that there's aliens right. out there that, okay, you know what? There is something else out there. We know it for a fact now. Maybe this book that was written 2,000 years ago and that's been changed 5,000 times since then mm-hmm. to control the population so we won't eat pork because mm-hmm. pork goes bad so fast and everyone was dying back then from pork. And mm-hmm. so they said, oh, it's bad, but it's actually yeah. not. It's quite tasty if you refrigerate it. <laughs> um, I think more people st- start moving away from religion. I think that they start looking at the larger questions. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we preserve what we have as a species? Yeah. How do we move away from this planet as a species, not abandoning it completely, mm-hmm. but moving out into space to meet the aliens, to start mm-hmm. colonizing other planets, I think those become, I think scientific research gets a huge 
boost from this. Well, absolutely. It'll, it'll get a huge research, it'll get a huge boost. And I think that's really kind of one of the things you touched on is that, you know, suddenly it's not about fighting for, you know, for a chunk of dirt on this planet. Right. Why do I need to fight for a chunk of dirt on this planet when maybe we can get to a point where I, we can go to another planet? And it's not just that I can, it's for my kids and their kids. Yeah. That eventually they're going to know this is where you came from. This is the, the planet that spawned us, mm-hmm. but we're so much greater than just this one planet now. We're not dependent on one type of fuel, mm-hmm. one type of food, one type of religion, one type mm-hmm. of political system. We've kind of grown beyond that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that eventually happens? I think so. But, you know, I still see, you know, once you get out there, then, you know, do you still get that sort of fracturing and factionalization that, you know, we still have here, you know? Isn't that what's keeping us back right now? I think to some degree, yeah. I, I've always thought that what's really kept us from evolving as a species has always been what we perceive as our differences rather than accepting what we all have in common. Right. Um, my religion's right, yours is wrong. My political mm-hmm. system's right, yours is wrong. My country's better than your country. Mm-hmm. My dad can beat up your dad. Yeah. That's always been the problem, and it's always been very tribal. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, but I think it, it will take a planetary event, mm-hmm. something that affects everybody. I mean... Yeah. As Americans, we think, well, 9-11 changed everything. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It changed hardly anything, to be honest. Right. Uh, do you think a, a, a Canadian farmer, it changed his life at all? And they're not very far away. Right. <laughs> it didn't change his life at all. He right. might have watched the news a few more times that week, but after mm-hmm. that, it didn't change his life. It changed somewhat our lives, mm-hmm. or at least our perception of what's going on. For the people who were killed, their families, it sure changed their oh, lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we need a planetary event, something that affects the entire planet, not in a bad way either. Mm-hmm. I don't mean a meteor strike right. that, you know, we have ash clouds for 50 years. Right. I'm talking alien contact. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, religiously, I think a religion starts to fade away, at least as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it does scientifically? What do you think the immediate scientific benefits are? Well, I th- I think for science, what it, what the, ben- the first benefit would be, you know, yes, there are some fruits to the labor of the people that have worked to, to try to find intelligent life. And then I think secondly, there's going to be, you know, a big push to get technologies that will allow us to communicate with that other intelligent life, you know, more frequently or faster or, you know, some means of actually having an actual conversation. I mean, you right think now, a lot more money and, and resources are dumped into scientific fields? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Propulsion, uh, cause, cause, life support. Because yeah. right now, what is it? it? It's It takes 20 minutes to get a signal to Mars going at light speed. Right. And you that's know? just and, not fast enough. Yeah. And so are we going to wait, you know, even if the nearest life form is, you know, 10 light years away, it's still 10 years to finish a sentence. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and that's that's not efficient enough. Well, actually, 20 years. It takes 10 years for a question we gotta to get, get a response. To a, 10 years for them to get a response back. And what if all they say is, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we don't like cheeseburgers. Um, what do you think it does for education? Because, at least in the United States, education is on a down, downward spiral, and it has mm-hmm. been for quite a while. We would like to think that we value education in the United States of America. We say mm-hmm. we do. But you see the funding that the schools are constantly getting cut. Mm-hmm. You see the dropout rate. 
you see that education really doesn't mean a whole lot to the average American as they claim to. Mm-hmm. I have kids in school. Right. Um, when our middle child graduates will be the first year for our son starting school. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to think that education is very important. Mm-hmm. It isn't my personal life for my kids. But for the average American, I don't think it is. I think they're more concerned with who's going to win American Idol, mm-hmm. how much their property taxes are, how much their insurance is going to go up, whether they're going to have Pizza Hut or McDonald's for dinner. Mm-hmm. All of those take precedence over the education system. I think it probably does everywhere. But I don't see everywhere else having the problems that we are as far as just funding schools, making right. sure that there's <clears throat> enough teachers and enough seats in a school and enough money to buy them books and computers mm-hmm. that they need to make a big difference. In fact, all those things are being cut. Mm-hmm. And that's indisputable. They're all being cut. Well, I would hope one of the things that happens is that we quit spending 5 to $10 billion. On defense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, almost every day, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be nice to actually take a billion of that and fund it back and, and put it back into schools because we don't need to have, you know, people deployed in Afghanistan or people deployed in Iraq because those people now realize, oh, crap, we need to get our stuff together. Right. We don't need the Americans here. We need to figure out our own solutions. And I think that it, it helps other countries, too, like China mm-hmm. and North Korea. Oh and, and, oh, and by the way, why are we bothering to hunt down Muslim extremists? Because half of them have given up because there's life on other planets, and the Koran seems to be losing a little value for those people. Yeah, and I think the same thing would be happening with yeah. the Vatican. Yeah. Um, do you think a lot more money would start getting pumped into education? And what do you think that we do? To, to us, it would be a, a, a huge thing. But mm-hmm. for my kids, because they're children, they're going to pretty much grow up in a world where aliens are, a, a, yeah, they're there. Well, just like cell phones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Well, my two-and-a-half-year-old son knows how to use my iPhone and my iPad. Mm-hmm. He knows how to swipe and push buttons and mm-hmm. make things happen. And I'm amazed by that, but he's grown up with them. Yeah. It's intuitive for him because he sees it all the time. Yeah, and the big revelation for us was, wow, you can get a color monitor now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, almost 16 colors, but hey, there's colors <laughs> there. It's color. Uh, we connect to other people. I mean, for us, we still remember the first time we did a video chat with someone on the other side of the planet. We thought that was amazing. Yeah. Now that's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do it with your telephone, having a, yeah. a face-to-face conversation. We're just going to take that for granted eventually, and mm-hmm. our kids are growing up like that. Well, my kids, you don't have any. Right. Um, that he's willing to admit to. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you think a lot more money gets into education? How do you think kids feel about education? Do you think it takes a different meaning to them at this point with knowing that there's life on other planets and how important our intelligence is? Because let's be honest, the only reason another species would ever contact us is because they know we're intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I think as a as species, education and intelligence becomes much more important than they are right now. I, I would tend to agree with you. And I think part of it is it gives you a higher purpose to actually go and get educated. Because right now, I think part of the reason is that people don't understand the value of an education. You know, to them, it's like school is something that I have to go through until so I can, I can get a job. job. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
But if, if I it's wanna more make, than that. If I want to make more money, I have to do more school. Right. But what do you think it becomes then? I have to get an education now because... I think because I want to be able to do more... Is it an overreaching goal? I think it's an overreaching goal because you want to, you want to be smart enough to talk to the aliens. Yeah, you want to be the one of the people that's on the spaceship, mm-hmm. or in the communication center, mm-hmm. or at the very least serving um, the taco bar at NASA, mm-hmm. not just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do Do you think that? Or building the spaceship, or building the communication device, or, yeah. Yeah. What do you think it does to the entertainment industry? Now, we like to think that our economy revolves around buying and selling goods. That's, mm-hmm. America hasn't been about that for a long time. In America, everything's about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Everything. We don't, I know we don't think of it that way, but really that's what it is. We just want to be entertained, and we mm-hmm. want to entertain the world. Yeah. Right? Um. What do you think it does to the entertainment industry? How important, what's the importance that we put on celebrities? What's the importance that we put on uh, who wins American Idol next year? Um, do you think that loses or gains ground? And I personally, I think the internet would be even bigger because of this. Yeah. So do you think more people start creating their own content, joining the conversation? Or do you think we simply become more of I can't wait to find out who's going to win Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I think the need for entertainment is still going to be there. Yeah. And I think it's probably going to be about the same because, I mean, right now, look at some of the big issues that are going on right now, and we still want to escape to some sort of fantasy land. But when we, yes, because that's not surprising to me at all at a time of war, Mm -hmm. even though... It's really not a time of war for the average American. Right. Um, when things are bad, we want escapism. Mm-hmm. That's always been true. But by the same token, if this planetary event happened where we find out there's aliens, and mm-hmm. it's a year later, and we haven't all been assimilated or killed right. because of it, I, I agree with you. We still need that escapism. But... I guess my overall question is, do you think that people are more afraid a year later, or do you think they're happier a year later? Because really a big question, not just for us, but for all of humankind, Mm -hmm. has been answered. Are we alone? Really, that's the biggest, to me, that's the biggest Mm -hmm. question. Some people say, is there God is the biggest question. I don't think so. I think the biggest question is, are we alone? That's always been what drives our species. That's Mm -hmm. why... People from Europe left Europe to explore. Right. That's why way back in the day, the the cavemen would leave their caves and go explore. Mm-hmm. We wanted to know what was on the other side of that mountain. Mm-hmm. Are we alone? Are we the only people around here? And now that we know pretty much everything there is to know about this earth as far as land masses, mm-hmm. you know, we it's a big circle. We are here. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Is there anything else out there? Now, you could take the religious aspects if you want of that, but... Are we alone? That's always the big question. Well, it would be answered at this point. Right. Are we alone? No. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. And I think a year after the event, people would probably be happier. You think I, so? I don't think they'd be less afraid because people adjust. You know, just like, okay, we live in an age where, you know, any terrorist can grab a box cutter, take over an airplane, and fly it into something. Right. You know. Do okay. you think you see less war? 
if everyone's happier, do you think we see less war? Or do you think we see people that are in power now try to hold on to that power in an ever-changing world, even more so after the event, fighting to hold on to that and killing as many people and of their rivals as they can before everything shakes out? Do you think there's more or less war? I think there's less war because I think the average person sees less a need for it. Yeah. Because let's, let's be honest, in order to have a war, you have to convince people to fight. If you can't convince people to fight, it's kind of hard to have a war. Because then true. all you've got is a boxing match, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we, our wars become video game competitions, and the loser just has to accept it. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? What do you think it does technology-wise? Where do you think we go? What, what are the big innovations that you think we would see? Do you think we would see a movement away from fossil fuels? Uh, do you think we would see a a movement in well probably telescopes? Everybody would want to have a telescope at that point. Yeah, or some sort of radio device where they could try to listen. Whatever, or, what, however we found yeah. out about it, everybody yeah. would want one. Absolutely, uh, the eye listen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a touch interface to the stars. Yeah. Um, what do you think the big innovations would be? Do you, I mean, obviously, I think a company like Apple and Microsoft and Google, they're going to see a huge influx of money. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to want advanced technologies. So what do you think that the advanced technologies, because right now, let's be honest, computers and all this really is based around productivity mm-hmm. and entertainment. What's after that then? Right. I mean, I guess you could say it'd still be productivity. Mm-hmm. But I would think that a lot of it would have to be scientific research that more people would be interested in advancing the species, right. getting better technology so we can communicate more effectively with something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think there'd definitely be a push, and I always, I've come back on this six times now, it seems like, but, you know, communications would be important, and the ability to communicate with the aliens ourselves, or like I said, at least listen in, would be important. I figure, but though, I if think- they contacted us and... That's already solved, isn't it? If they use some kind of a wormhole effect or something mm-hmm. where they contacted us, I think as a species, we'd we'd figure out how they did that pretty quickly and adapt the technology. Right, and I think the next big push would be, okay, now let's go there. You think it would be physically we need to go there now to see it? Boy, once again, it's it's the whole analogy you just worked on. I guess it kind of what's depends af- on what what's, what's af- happened with the message. Yeah, what's af- what's behind the mountain? Yeah, you know, we you know we've looked at the moon ever since you know we were, you know, slope headed, you know, freaks who, you know, live live from hand to mouth. Yeah, but eventually we had to go there. Exactly, we had to find out as a species. We had to find yeah. out for our own survival. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's a question for you. It's now 10 years down the road. We know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it takes 50 years Earth time to get there and another 50 years to Mm -hmm. get back. Although if you're on whatever spacecraft it is, it's one year. So you're saying there's there's Yeah, you got the relativity thing going on. Okay. The government comes to you, Chad Perry, and says, 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. you're still with your wife. You still have your house and your dog. Well, mm-hmm. probably not your dog, let's be honest, no, 10 years no. from now. I love Casey, but she's no, not going to last she's, 10 years. Yeah, she's 12 this year. Yeah, so. it's a 22-year-old dog. So <laughs> no. It's not very common. No. 
Chad's going to cry when that happens. I know. Um, <laughs> I will, too. I like Casey. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't like me at first. No, she likes you now, though. They come to you and they say, Chad, we want you to go. Mm. Knowing that when, even if you just went there, got there, stepped off the planet, waved once, got back on your spaceship and came home. For you, it's two years. Mm-hmm. Just for a, a three-hour visit. Right. But when you get back... Everybody's dead. Everybody you know is gone, is yeah. dead. Your house is probably long gone. Mm-hmm. Every relative you have, at this point, you would be their great-great-grandfather, mm-hmm. even though at that point you're only 50. Yeah. Would you go? I know it's hard, isn't it? Cause, yeah, it's cause hard because I got want the, to go. Yeah, because the, the, the curiosity part of me says... Yeah, I would really like to go and see what it's like somewhere else. But let's say your wife lives to be 100. Mm-hmm. That means she has to spend the, the next 50 years yeah. without you. Mm-hmm. For me, my youngest would then be 12. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, providing that medicines and life expectancy and all that would be 112. Yeah. He might still be alive. Mm-hmm. But I would have missed his entire life. Right. Everything. I want to go, but I don't think I'm willing to sacrifice all that memory. Right. You know? It's it, it's more clear cut for me because I have Responsibilities. Kids. Well, yeah. and, you know, I have responsibilities, too. And I, I think that's when they would go through a vetting process to say, we're taking people of this age with this social standing and these social connections. And and these are the people that we're going to pull pull from to figure out whether we want to send somebody or not. But it can't just be that you, you still need experts in certain fields. Yeah. Um, if they came, gonna, yeah. if my daughter came to me, say my oldest daughter, Rachel, came to me. Mm-hmm. It's 10 years from now. So she would be. Um, in her mid twenties, mm-hmm. and she said, "Dad, I really want to do this. I wouldn't do anything to dissuade her, even though I, it's bas- basically a death sentence as far as yeah, as I'm concerned, because I'm yeah. never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, it is and it isn't, because I know I could, you know." record podcasts for her when she gets back right. she can listen to on her ancient iPod yeah <laughs> you know oh my god it's only in one dimensional sound that's so weird mm-hmm. um, but it, it's basically a death sentence because I'm as far as I'm concerned she's gone forever right. she may have may as well have gone to heaven you know mm-hmm. or however you want to put it right so what do you think do you, do you think a lot of people would go I don't know if you you have a whole lot of takers that would actually take that up. I think you're always going to have the curious people at, who feel like this is the, something they have to Their do. Their destiny, yeah. Yeah, but it, it still is going to take a heck of a psych profile because you're going to be locked up in a ship for a year. You know, That's pe- a long time. And the people you're with are the people you're going to have to get along with, you know. At least. I mean, a year is a long time. You know, unless they can figure out a way to put you on ice. And send you on and send you on your way so that you don't experience any of the time on the ship. I mean, you're pretty much stuck there by yourself. You're you're pretty much stuck there. Gosh, that would be like a horrible cross country bus trip dragged on forever. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I could handle that. 
I, I don't think I could. No. I'm, I'm all trying to pretend that I was still in front of the mic. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move away because the phone was ringing in the other room, which no one has that number, so I don't know how. Yeah. Anyways. Damn it. That could have been the aliens. <laughs> that could have been them. Why did you answer? And I, and I just hung up you on them. You have the one device to get communicate with. He hung up. Let's move on to Mars. Guess there was nothing there. Yeah. You know, I would really want to go. But I, I don't think I could. I couldn't leave my wife that long. Mm-hmm. I couldn't leave the kids that long. If I was single and all I had was, say, my parents, mm-hmm. I think I could. You know, because you have different right. responsibilities. You have different outlooks on life. Yep. And like I said, if my oldest daughter came to me and said she wants to do this, I would absolutely let her. Mm-hmm. And I would be very jealous because she gets to see what this planet is like 100 years from now, how different it is. Yeah. Um, if they came here is a whole different thing. Yeah. If aliens contacted us and they said, we're going to arrive in 10 years, our landing coordinates are in the middle of the Sierra Desert. Mm-hmm. That's We know when we get there, that's where we're going to set down. Mm-hmm. Not for any political or religious or mm-hmm. any of those. That's the perfect <clears throat> spot for them. Yeah. They need that much sand to refuel their engines to get the hell home again. Yeah. What do you think happens to this planet knowing aliens are coming and they're friendly? Do you think we see a huge military buildup in anticipation in just in case? Do you think we see more peace ambassadors? Do you think we see more tribalism? Uh, I I think you see kind of a... I I think you're going to see kind of a dual sort of thing going on. I think you're going to see more coordination internationally and I think you're going to see more military coordination internationally as the backup plan. Yeah, <clears throat> because I think that as a species we've seen the best of intentions Yeah, go tits up too many times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're not going to take any mm-hmm. chances but let's be honest, if an alien species contacts and say we're going to be there in 10 years, mm-hmm. there's very little that we can do that could Fight them back if we really want. No, it, not you know. unless we try to knock them out from orbit. But that's even considering that our weapons would even work against. Would them. be effective, exactly. I yeah. mean, oh look, they have quaint little nuclear weapons, and they're yeah. cute. Disable, disable. <laughs> <laughs> they put up this little umbrella, and yeah. it's done. Oh, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, there's so many different aspects to that one question: What happens if we contact an alien species? Mm-hmm. Um, how we communicate, we didn't even talk about that because I think that's kind of its own. I I, I, I don't know. I'm not yeah. intelligent enough to be able to give my opinion on mm-hmm. how would we communicate with a different species. Right. I think con- I think the movie Contact did a good idea in that it was math because mm-hmm. math is truly the only universal language. Right. Two plus two is always going to equal four. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your political, your religious, your I don't care what you are, right. two plus two is always four. Mm-hmm. But how you spell the doesn't mean the same thing in every language. Right. So math is, truly is the only universal language. Um, but how do you have a meaningful conversation using just math? Well, being a non-math, uh, I, I, I hate math. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate, I, it was my worst subject. Mm-hmm. So I'm not intelligent enough. 
right. or educated, I should probably say, mm -hmm. enough to hold an intelligent conversation on that. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's that's a whole different matter that we probably don't need to get into. How do we contact the aliens? And or how do they contact us? Right. Yeah. Or are they contacting us now and we just aren't smart enough to Well, that's another question out. I did want to say. Do you think that – I think this alien abduction crap is just that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that alien ships have crashed anywhere on the Earth and the governments are hiding the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, number one, we're just not in – those in power aren't smart enough to keep that kind of a secret. And, frankly, if I'm an alien species, how the hell do I even crash into a planet? Exactly. Yeah, if, if I have the technology to get all the way there, I don't know how to change a spare yeah, if, tire if, when if, I get if there. We could, if we could set an autopilot back in the 1940s, right. you know, imagine what an inter interstellar species could do. You right, know? exactly. Yeah, well, when you think about it, if, if they're going to crash in the 40s, right, mm -hmm. what our – What's the difference in our technology from 1940 to now? Yeah. Well, how much farther is the alien species? Exactly. It's like, it's absurd to think that they would crash here. So. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, it depends on, I guess it depends on what their their social values are. I know we would like to propose that we would have some sort of prime directive like the Federation that. Yeah. Don't you know, interfere. If, and Yeah. And then you'd basically have self-immolating spacecraft so if if the crew is killed and you crash from a planet it melts into goo and then no one knows what it is it turns into oxygen yeah it turns into, it does something where no one who lives there would know right. that you were even there cuz you don't want an in well I don't want to say inferior but um what's the word I'm looking for a less advanced a less advanced species to get your advanced technology right i mean if if you for their own safety yeah it's not if we could time travel if we just mm -hmm. invented time travel and we went back to, oh, let's say 1967 Soviet Russia mm -hmm. with a MacBook Pro. I don't want them to get that computer because no. that's going to lead to some huge, I mean, more, mm -hmm. better yet, Nazi Germany. Yeah. 1942. I don't want Hitler to get a hold of my MacBook Pro because right. the scientific value of that is incalculable. Yeah, but still, there'd be some issues as far as even understanding how it worked. I mean, they they wouldn't even have the manufacturing technology to replicate what's in a MacBook Pro. No, but they could at least... Uh, Try to do some reverse engineering. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, they could probably use it to solve some of their problems that they have. Mathematical True. equations yeah. that in 1942 seemed insurmountable is mm -hmm. child's plan a MacBook Pro. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't think that we've ever had crash landings or abductions... Um, especially abductions, because if aliens ever did visit this planet, they don't need to physically abduct us to know everything about us mm -hmm. any more than we have to kill something to look inside of it. Now, we have x-rays. We have uh, They have technology. They just look at us and, oh, okay, it's, that's what makes them. Oh, look what he's thinking right now. We got yeah. it. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That being said, you brought up a good point. Could aliens already be trying to contact us? We're just not smart enough to know that the static that we hear on our television is actually a signal. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a possibility? I think it's a possibility. I mean, what if they're using some sort of gravity wave or something where we don't even have the ability to detect what's being Yet. sent to us? Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. That eventually when this technology is – when our technology gets to the point where we can perceive it, mm -hmm. then we go, oh, holy crap, look at this. Someone's trying to contact us. Who knew? Yeah. Do you think that could be happening? Do you think that's a possibility at all? 
Oh, I think it could be a possibility, especially if if they have some sort of means of communicating, say, faster than light. It's almost a, a test at that point. Yeah. That they've been broadcasting this out, not just to us, but to mm-hmm. everybody. So thus, the only people they ever contact are those who scientifically get to the point where they can detect mm-hmm. and then replicate and contact them back. Right. And then the next question is, okay, are they friendly or is this a test to see, oh, God, here comes another intelligent species. we got to go kick some ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We can't, we can't be competing for space. So. <laughs> I think, let me ask you a very basic, basic question now. Do you think there is life on other planets? Intelligent I, life? You know, I, I can't help but think that there is. I just don't know, you know, how how do they get to us? How do we get to them? Well, put that aside. Yeah. Just do you think there's intelligent life, intelligent civilizations on other planets? I do think so. Do you? Yeah. I do, too. I think that when you just look at the size of this universe, or just the Mm -hmm. size of the little galaxy we live in, Mm -hmm. and how small the planet Earth is in comparison to just our galaxy, and then multiply that how many times to encompass Mm -hmm. the entire universe, to assume that we are, us right now, Mm -hmm. are the pinnacle of intelligent life in that big of a space is about the most arrogant thing that anybody could ever believe. <laughs> yeah, true. And let's be honest, if, if we're it, it's a pretty mm-hmm. sad place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a place that I really want to be, to be yeah. honest. If this if we're the, the height of intelligence, that's a pretty sad thing, I think. Yep. I, I, I want to believe that there's more out there. I mean, otherwise, let's be honest, what's all the space for? Right. Why is there a planet so far away that we can't even imagine that number? Mm-hmm. What's it there for if we're the only things here that can appreciate it? Because without life, what is there? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if every bit of life disappeared on this planet tomorrow, the Earth would go on. Right. But does it even have any meaning if there's no life to appreciate it? I don't think so. Not yeah. really. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I actually, I absolutely believe that there is other intelligent life. I don't think it's anything like us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that... As a species, we're probably ready for that yet. Right. Um, I think there are individuals who are. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people like us who are open-minded enough to to know about it without mm-hmm. immediately thinking we have to kill it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's enough people like that now. Right. I don't think we've advanced far enough. I mean, a lot of people, when they see a bug for the first time, they kill it. There's a bug. Mm-hmm. Ooh, kill it. That's your first reaction. But there's enough people now that go, well, wait a minute. I've never seen that before. What is that? Yeah. Cavemen didn't do that. They didn't mm-hmm. stop to look at the bug and try to figure it out. They just saw a bug, figured it was threatening, and killed it. Mm-hmm. And then probably ate it. Right. Um, but I, as a species, I still don't think that we're far enough along that we could handle contact from a different species that's maybe not even carbon-based. Maybe it's mm-hmm. energy-based or I don't know. Right. You know. We like to assume that whatever these aliens would come would resemble something that we would recognize. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. True. I mean, we breathe oxygen because that's what our planet has, and life evolved mm-hmm. because of certain factors. Um, we need water, we need food, and we need mm-hmm. air. Those are the basic yeah. building blocks of life on this planet right now for our survival. What do other species need on other planets? Well, 
Mm -hmm. I doubt if it's an Earth-like quality that <laughs> you yeah. know keeps them going. So can life evolve on other planets so different from ours that we wouldn't recognize as, recognize it as life? That's kind of a good question too. Would we even understand an alien life if we saw it? Because it's so far out of what we know to be true. Right. I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, and that comes down to then, okay, what is your real definition of life? You know, is life the ability to absorb energy, transfer that energy into, into, into growth or whatever, and reproduce yourself? I mean, that seems That's like it's That's bacteria. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what's the definition of, then, intelligence? Is it what we think of as intelligent, or is it what a dolphin thinks, or an ant, or a worm? Because they mm -hmm. have intelligence, too, but mm -hmm. nothing comparable to ours. Right. So what's an alien species compared to us? We watched something about this earlier. Mm -hmm. They're so far ahead of where we are, not just more intelligent, but a different type of intelligence mm -hmm. that we communicate verbally. Mm -hmm. Right, but we don't just can. We it's not just verbal. Right. I mean, if I do this to you, yeah. you know what I mean. Right. I got a mean, nasty face, and mm -hmm. you recognize it as, you know, Tim's upset. Tim's upset about something. Mm -hmm. So we're not. It's not just verbal. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, and it's also intuitive. Or what if they're like you know insects? You know, where they excrete a pheromone that says, "Okay, I found something here. Yeah. Follow me. Follow or, me. Or run like hell." You know exactly. Um, it, there's so many different things it mm -hmm. could be. Mm -hmm. So just the, the ability to contact another species the way we've been talking about is somewhat arrogant because we assume that they hear the way we do or they mm -hmm. see or similar enough where we would perceive that as a contact mm -hmm. where it might not be that at all. It might be, like yeah. you said, a pheromone that's we're already getting, but we don't have the right receptors to recognize yeah. it. There's as life such. on that planet. Send them a stinky asteroid. Let them know we're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're just like, look, it's Haley's Comet. Ooh, it's pretty. <laughs> but it smells bad. <laughs> Ooh, man, what does that smell? Good Lord. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's uh, perceptions of reality would probably be different for a true alien species than what we recognize as. Mm -hmm. this, what You know, for us, it, oh, it's just black space. Well, Maybe it's not black space to another species. Mm -hmm. We see with reflection, mm -hmm. no question. Right. That's why when we, excuse me, when we see the stars, we're seeing what it was billions of years ago. Right. Maybe they don't see reflection. They actually see the star, even though it's billions of light years away. Mm -hmm. They see it in real time. I don't know how. I don't know how they would either, but you never know. But depends on what, yeah, it depends on what spectrum. Well, it's because we're still thinking in light. Yeah, we're still thinking, we're still working on the electromagnetic spectrum, and they may be working on something totally different. That we haven't even conceived of. Yeah. I think that to say that there's no intelligent life, I don't believe that. I think there is. I think to think that there's intelligent life that we can perceive as intelligence is probably more true, and that there is intelligent life out there, we just don't have the ability to recognize it as such yet. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of different concepts in there, though. Well, and the other issue is that, you know, we've been sending out radio waves for decades now, but since it takes decades to get, it may take decades, it may take another hundred years to get to the actual species that can decode that message and send us a response, and then how long does and it take And that assumes that they're even listening for radio yeah. waves. Right. I mean, 300 years from now, are we still listening to the radio wave band for something coming in from outer space? I don't think so. Probably not. I think we've 
advanced enough where we're starting to listen to different stuff or mm-hmm. looking for different stuff. So they're sending a message back because they got mm-hmm. to see the Olympics in 1938, finally. Yeah. And they're sending us a message back, but we're so far advanced now that we're not even listening for the response to that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary to think about. Yeah. Although in that case, it's probably a seven-year-old who's playing with a little toy he invented that hears it. Yeah. <laughs> in Pakistan. Oh, yeah. That's a Star Trek episode, though. <laughs> so, Chad, that's been mm. geekiest show ever. I don't think you could get any more geekier than talking about life on other planets. That was a pretty geeky one. And i got to be honest, I I had a good time. This was yep. fun. Yep. Um, we need more topics, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if those people out there listening, if you guys have any topics you'd like to uh, hear us talk about, let us know. And if you want to join us on the show, we'd love to have you. Yep. Uh, I should tell you, Chad, uh, Owen Rubin from MyMac.com. com. Mm-hmm. Uh, former Apple employee, former yep. Atari employee, uh, sent me a message saying he'd really like to participate on Geekiest again because he just enjoys it so much. Oh, awesome. And I, have on. and I told him, I said, sure, you know, he was thinking about doing it today, but it's his wife's birthday, so happy birthday yeah. to her. Don't do it on your wife's birthday, no, trust me. <laughs> no, that'd probably be a bad idea. And um, he had a job interview with a, a real major company that everyone listening to this podcast knows. Excellent. Um, and it's not Apple, I'll say there. Okay. Um, but they know who it is, and mm-hmm. um, so I wish him luck there. Mm-hmm. But he said, how about in two weeks when you guys do the show again? I said, yeah. Now, that's not a guarantee things right. happen, but Owen wants to join us, so I think that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be excellent. And hopefully we'll get Guy back on the show here soon and mm-hmm. catch up with him, find out what he's been doing, because he's one of the founders of this show. Yeah, after he gets over his 300 podcast hangover. Yeah, yeah that's going to be Gaz, him so. and Gaz. <laughs> and uh, I have talked to David Cohen, another mm-hmm. pioneer of this show. Yep. And uh, he's probably going to come back on uh, once or twice here in the near future as well. Excellent. So we're going to get more of the old guard back in. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't exclude the possibility of someone new. Someone new. I mean, everybody starts at one. Guy or or Gaz or David or Owen, they, they weren't always the old guard. They were right. new at one point. So yep. if you want to be the new person to come on and uh, chat with Chad and I about well, pretty much any geek subject i mean yeah. I'm, I'm game yep and uh just let us know send us an uh, email you can send it to tim at mymac.com what's your email address chad perry at mymac.com that's a hard one to figure out isn't it oh yeah very so in the meantime make sure you go up and uh visit our website it's at geekiest show i don't post a whole lot there because i forget most of the time mm-hmm. uh mymac.com is another place that you can find links to the show and in the meantime stay geeky see ya And remember, extraterrestrial life is tasty.